It's the SportsZilla Show, broadcasting live from the Celtic Harp Studios. This is ESPN Radio Utica, Rome, on 1310 AM Utica, 1350 AM Rome, and now on 96.5 FM with Rain. Hey man, don't even talk to me till I've had my morning coffee. Scoop. One beer, two beers, three beers, shot of whiskey, a margarita, and a bloody Mary. Yay, beer! And the boss, Matt. Could you speak up? I'm not wearing pants. It's boss time! The Sportszilla Show. Your show is amazing. Starts now. Brought to you by Warner Sales and Service. I love everything about that glue guy. Um, I just do. <laughs> I grew hair on my chest just listening to that. <laughs> Scoop, your uh, your introduction was the greatest introduction ever. Um, my, my friend, I know I made you a fresh cup of coffee, but man, was that true to form? <laughs> I swear, we making me thirsty. We grab we grab a six or a tall boys of Utica Club every time Scoop comes over to the house because oh. we want him to feel comfortable and. My man, you know, he's getting ready for, for example, it was it Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, it was Super a, Bowl. Super Bowl. He came over for Super Bowl. We make sure we're going to feed him, have him enjoy himself. Very, very easy to make me happy. A six-pack of 16-ounce Utica Club. What is it, six bucks? Yeah. Six bucks. We fed him some good food. Always do. <laughs> my son I'm, beats the crap out of him. I'm and, a cheap date. And he pets my dogs. Oh, I love your dogs. I love your boy, too. Yeah, he's a good kid, isn't he? The girl, he's... he's He's fun. Yeah, he read. Bring a record over to your daughter Haley every now and then. Yeah, she uh, she actually we we went to the record store. I think I told you last weekend we we took a stop out to the record store. I bought her a piece of vinyl and we talked about you the entire time. That's cool. Is we, she listening to Princess Nokia yet? Uh, no, you're gonna have to pass that on to her. Has kind of a Billie Eilish thing going on, from what I can tell so far. Well, to show you how live and local and and supporting and, and celebrating. Talking sports here in Utica. Let's keep it right in our backyard with the fact that we went over to see your friends at Reimagine. Okay. I know I know that you're a big supporter of them, so we got some vinyl over there. So she was looking for some different stuff. Uh, the one, one record that she was looking for was not in stock, but they were reordering it for her. So we've actually got to make a stop back over there. They're cool like that. They'll do that. Yeah. Like uh, they got me Western Stars, the Bruce Springsteen album. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, okay, that was fun. We, we got to talk about family, things that bring me a smile and bring me joy. Now let's talk about something that's going to set me off. The glue guy is hyped for this because he knows I'm going in hard on the Knicks. I resisted. Well, you didn't rant yesterday. I resisted ranting yesterday, and I said it would probably come about today, and then now I'm given reason to because it, it, as if everybody didn't know the most inept, worst-run franchise in all of professional sports. You know, Scoop and I were talking about this earlier, the most dysfunctional franchises out there, and the Knicks have to be the most dysfunctional out of all of them. That, that's exactly my point. It's the worst-run franchise in sports. And this Spike Lee situation that is dominating sports talk and social media didn't even have to happen and I and I could see the exact same things I'm probably going to rant about for the next ten minutes as we discuss this. And it, now they're it, clapping back at each other. The, you know, the the Knicks management supposedly, which you know is James Dolan, correct? It's, and and Spike Lee going back and forth in the media today, and it's embarrassing for the Knicks. It's embarrassing for Leon Rose, who's just new into this position, this executive position with the team. Was he? 
What is his official title? He is the president of the team. And you think you're having a bad day? That guy is having a real bad day because he's got to do this dance with James Dolan. If, <laughs> if I were him, I'd quit. Okay, Because this is ridiculous. Well, you said it best. It's an embarrassment. That's really what it is. I mean, it, the Charles Oakley situation was ridiculous. This situation Awful. with Spike Lee is ridiculous. You know, and we talked about this earlier and off of the air, but when you're a Knicks fan, okay, it's been basically 46 years. You're pushing half a century since they've won anything. And it's tough to invest in this team. But I'm one of those loyal fans. You're loyal to your Cleveland Browns. And I, and I ride or die with my team. But it's so hard to root for them as long as James Dolan is the owner. We, we had discussed Jared Jones, to your point, glue guy, about poorly run franchises. He's a, that guy. He's a problem. You know, he's, he's a garbage owner. But he's the best owner in, in sports when you compare him to James Dolan, who is... And I'll throw the word out at you, Scoop, and you can back me up on this, but he's a petulant child. His response to this is embarrassing. The After Spike Lee went on first take on ESPN this morning, and he said what he said, and he told the story, you know, after 30 years, and, and, and by the way, tell everybody how much Spike Lee spends on his courtside seats with oh, the Knicks. All just, right. just last year. Now, just, now let me rant if I, tell, if I go with this. Go with this. $300,000 a year. Yeah. For 30 years almost now. Now, it probably wasn't that expensive some years ago, but it probably wasn't a lot less expensive either. This is how you treat a guy who spends $300,000 a year on your product. At and least 300000 because you know he's buying food, alcohol. He's buying jerseys. So he's spending a lot more than just $300,000. Absolutely. And for James Dolan, because I'm not going to say it's the official Knicks management, because he's hiding behind that. He absolutely Because he is completely chicken-ass, James Dolan. He, he is chicken-ass. He didn't go, he, he made his security guards handle this in the bowels of Madison Square Garden. I he, don't buy the whole narrative that he's trying to spin. We've told Spike repeatedly he can't go through that entrance. Why does Spike get so aggravated at this? Because he's been repeatedly told this? No. They, they, they acted like they were going to arrest him. They scanned his ticket. Then they tell him to go back outside. Now, you all know what's going to happen. You go outside, he's not going to get back in because his ticket's already been scanned. After this situation happens, uh, going back to the petulant child point, so Spike Lee says what he has to say. The Knicks put out an official statement, and all it is is James Dolan's petulant child of a reaction to what Spike said because he had the audacity to say anything. Now, I printed it out for everybody, and I won't read it because it's nonsense. It's crap. It's well, literally it a 13-year-old child responding to Spike Lee. It's not worth the paper that I actually printed it on. Do you and think he went through a, his PR form? Or do you think he just wrote it up himself? No, he literally said to his secretary, type this, type up exactly what I say. I'm going to dictate this and put it out. And this is hot off the heels of R.J. Barrett having a great game as your featured third pick of the draft, your rookie, your potential superstar, your foundation that you're building around, having a great game. You turn around, you beat the Houston Rockets. Leon Rose gets officially announced. He puts out this fluffy PR piece of a, 
of a letter to the Knicks fans, and this is what I'm trying to do. We've all read these types of things. You make a big new hire. You know, they've done it with every one of the president's coaches. This is a common thing. Basically, it's a template. They just insert a name here. Yeah, basically is what they did. And, you know, you've got those couple of good things in a, a puddle's worth of positive news over the last 20-something years for the New York Knicks. And it's all because of James Dolan. And then what happens? This. It's just, it's a cloud of awful. Nothing good can ever happen to the New York Knicks. And it's and it's embarrassment to the game in the biggest market in the country. I mean, this, this belief that the Knicks are something magical at this point, and it's the world's most famous arena. I'm a Knicks fan, and I'm disgusted by this as a broadcaster who I've been paid for almost two and a half decades to talk on the radio, I run out of words after a while because I'm just frustrated beyond belief. You know, with uh, Spike Lee being the number one fan for the Knicks, why are you treating him like that, James Uh, Dolan? Well, and I said to Scoop earlier, I suppose with some of my rants about Drake, and Scoop's like, no, 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 it's not not quite the same thing. Maybe, Maybe it's... It's apples to oranges. It really is. Yeah, because, and I understand that Toronto has won the championship and the Knicks haven't won in almost 50 years. Well, Drake is far more annoying. Spike goes there and watches the game, jaws and talks a little bit, but he's not giving the coach a shoulder massage. He's not showing up with a a wrestling belt. I also think uh, opposing players respect Spike Lee, too. And and yeah, and and I mean, when you're talking about Drake here and James Dolan, who I don't know, it's a toss up. Well, I don't like James Dolan more simply because he affects my favorite NBA basketball team. But it's just I hear quagmire in my head all the time. You are a complete dumpster fire. Every time I think about James Dolan (laughs) and the Knicks, I just do. It's it's embarrassing. Let, Let me read this one sentence. I don't want to set you off even further than you already are. No, go ahead. One sentence from the statement from the New York Knicks. And the sentence that pops out to me is, it's disappointing that Spike would create this false controversy to perpetuate drama. Spike walked in the same door he's walked in for 30 years to go to his seat like he has done for 30 years. And James Dolan sent out his security to embarrass and humiliate him for a... Uh, basically a selfish personal grievance or gripe or dislike or whatever the hell his reason is that has no merit. A statement from the New York Knicks includes a sentence after all of this that says it's disappointing that Spike would create this false controversy to perpetuate Drama. What are you doing by saying that? You are perpetuating the drama, James Dolan. You are participating in this whole process. You are not high above and somehow not in the mud of this whole thing. You are completely exacerbating this situation. A customer of yours who pays $300,000 a year for his tickets, and you are harassing him. James Dolan is mad because he went on first take and made it public. Yep. It's disappointing. That's the reason why he's upset. It's disappointing that James Dolan is the owner of the New York Knicks. The wing, uh, uh, Golics and Wingo this morning. I think that we have a lot of people have this romanticized idea of what the Knicks as a franchise are. Because if you're ever gonna, if you're ever gonna realize that we got to turn the corner, you got to be honest with yourself, right? 
They haven't been that thing for a long, long, yeah, long, 73, long, by 73, the way. yeah. yeah I mean, Phil Jackson was playing. Phil Jackson was playing. The guy calling the games, Clyde Frazier, was playing. That's how long it's been since the Knicks have been whatever so many New so- York fans think they are. Sportzilla show here on ESPN Radio Utica, Rome, now at 96.5 FM. No, we're not talking about the terrible New York Knicks, my favorite team, beating Houston and having a positive day. One positive day with many horrible days. No, we're talking about James Dolan ruining the experience yet again of being a Knicks fan. More with the Golics and Wingo this morning. The Knicks, well, things are not, they're never going to change. Nothing is going to change. The constant in their constantly being bad. And that's what it is. So players see that and say, there are plenty of other teams in the league that we can all group together with and go win. Yeah. I know it's New York. I know it's Madison Square Garden. I, I get all that. But you know who, who who may get it, but it doesn't matter, is the number of free agents that have turned down the Knicks over and over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. So what's going to change? Ten years ago, the Knicks could have signed Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving this offseason because the perception of New York was positive. Now they go to Brooklyn instead. You know, it wasn't it wasn't good. It just wasn't as verbalized, vocalized. It wasn't as uh, the narrative wasn't as prominent as it has been. Obviously, over the last 10 years, to your point exactly, social media has fueled that and, and built that up. But he just goes and proves it. But Dolan doesn't help himself at all. That's exactly right. (laughs) He proves it over and over and over again, time and time again. I repeat. You are a complete dumpster fire. It's just terrible, Scoop. And again, that line, it's disappointing that Spike would create this false controversy to perpetuate drama. That is something we see a lot today in that you get out of a situation or you try to screw out from underneath of a situation by accusing the other person of what exactly you are doing yourself. We see that all over today. Don't we? It's, 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 it's like a playbook now. It's like you accuse me of something. Well, I accuse you of it. You're worse. You're, you know, corrupt. No, you're corrupt. You just yell it louder back at the other, yes. the other direction. And that's what he's doing. He could have ignored this whole thing. Now poor Leon Rose has to sit in the middle of all this. That's a terrible I, first day on the job, huh? I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine wanting to work for that guy in the office, let alone be a player for that guy. He comes out and says something like that. How does that help you get free agents? If none of this other stuff existed, that's a bad look for that. You know what Leon Rose is doing right now? Biting his nails. He's probably planning the end of his day and his his time in the office, and he's thinking about going to happy hour, and he wishes that he could walk in and have a Utica club with you, Scoop. That's what he wishes. Spike Lee ain't going back to a game for the rest of the year. Are you going back to a Knicks game this year? Not this year. Are really? you cons- are you concerned? No, no, I'm coming back next year, but I'm I'm done for the season. I'm done. I want to I want to end our segment here before our first break on the Sportsilla show with Stephen A. And yes, we've joked about how he screams and yells a lot, but he is a lifelong Knicks fan, and he does make a very good point. The problem is consistently the business, the structure, the fundamental infrastructure of Madison Square Garden has always gotten in the way of the Knicks. Somehow, some way, and let me tell you something right now. Those guys are phenomenal, those guys and ladies. The security there is phenomenal. All of those people 
are first class. The sad part in saying that, and Spike Lee bringing that up, is that you have people who are literally afraid to be seen talking to Spike Lee or other people or being affectionate towards them in any way because they're fearful of repercussions from James Dolan, meaning that they think they can get fired. I reported years ago where you had players in the New York Knicks locker room that were petrified of talking to me on their own phone because they thought their phones were tapped. Little guy, I know you've got a response for that. It can be five seconds long. It's ridiculous that the players are afraid of repercussions. I think everybody within that organization is afraid and doesn't want to deal with James Dolan. He is the problem. we got to get to break, Scoop. Go ahead. The fish rots from the head. Yes. These poor people who work for him. Unbelievable. The commissioner's office needs to step in, yep. needs to make some calls to James and say, you're making our league look bad. You are making the association look bad by this nonsense today. You have taken one of your most visible, biggest fans, and you have this whizzing match in front of God and everybody on social media. You had an opportunity, James Dolan, to be the bigger man, all right, and not say anything. You had to get down in the mud and then throw your shots, and you then chicken ass hide between statement from the New York Knicks. It's gutless. It is so gutless, it's reprehensible. It's an embarrassment to the National Basketball Association, to your point exactly. We're going to talk about the XFL, the NFL next, and around 5.30, we're going to hear from Jim Beheim on the Sportsilla Show, ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now at 96.5 FM. And in other news, Stan Van Gundy, next head coach. We're going to Utica? Uh-huh. I'm not going to Utica. Oh, yes, you are. Utica, Utica. In your face. It's the Sportzilla Show on ESPN Radio Utica, Rome. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. And if you only get to catch part of the show and you're in the car and you're headed home, well, we've got it podcasted. After the broadcast, check out the podcast at your convenience, on demand. Google, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And then our social media links as well have the links to the podcast at ESPNUR on Twitter. Twitter is uh, really my go-to whenever I want to look at what's going on in the sports world. Instantaneously, yeah. At ESPN Sportzilla or at ESPNUR. Uh, Sportzilla is on Facebook and Twitter. The station is on Instagram, Facebook, and the tweeter. Comments inside of airs tonight from 6 to 7. I just wanted to put that out there. We had a great conversation with Wacy Hamilton last night at the 72 Tavern. You'll be able to hear that. So I just wanted to make sure everybody knew the podcast for the Trent Cole show is available from yesterday. Airs Mondays from 6 to 7. If you missed that, that's at ESPNUR.com. Uh, a couple of other friends we've got to say thank you to uh, as their new sponsors, the Celticarp Studios. That's where we broadcast the Sportzilla show from. Warner Sales and Service. Get some love, right, boss? That's correct. And, of course, Attorney at Law, Robert Sawson, sponsoring our phone lines for giveaways or when we have guests on. That's 315-768-1310. Uh, which brings me to Jason Fitz, who will join us Thursday? Wednesday. Wednesday. 5.15. Is it Tuesday? It is Tuesday, it is Tuesday today. Tuesday. It will be tomorrow we talk to Jason Fitz. It is tomorrow we talk to Jason Fitz. <laughs> That's correct. Okay. 
I've lost my days. I'm you so know, I'm so. It's just, only Tuesday, but it feels like it's been the longest week. I just I'm so frustrated about this is Nick's situation. How about Stan Van Gundy as your next head coach? No, how about yeah, that? You got control of the mics right now, so you did that to me. You're going to get me going off again. We're not going to talk about... How about Patrick Ewing? Yeah, thank you. How about that? I love that. You know what, though? I don't think James Dolan would ever do that. For the same reason that he harasses guys like Spike Lee or perhaps Charles Oakley? That's all. Just suggesting there might be something to that. I don't know. I'm not going to make any accusations, though. We'll just let that lie. The Stephen A. Smith audio you played was probably one of the most measured uh, things you've ever heard from Stephen A. Smith. You Agreed. know what I mean? Like, I think he he really made some great points there. There there wasn't a lot of anger there. There wasn't yelling either. He, he gave some props to all the good people that work there at Madison Square Garden. I've been there. I thought they were incredibly helpful. I went to see Iron Maiden there, right? And one of my buddies had got one of those fake tickets that sometimes you get online. Mm-hmm. Everybody was super helpful to him. In 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 the wake of all that. It's not the employees. It's James Dolan, as you said, starts the head, right? Fish rots from the head. Sports Show ESPN Radio Utica Rome now at 96.5 FM. A couple of other programming notes. So we took care of Jason Fitz, who joins us tomorrow. So does the brain Gary Heenan as Utica College Hockey looks to win a UCHC championship this weekend after this past weekend. What an electric atmosphere that will be Friday and Saturday night at the Adirondack Bank Center. The Utica State Office Tower, without doubt, will be lit up with the UC again. You know, this is a Comets town, but, you know, it was a Utica hockey pioneers town first. They kept hockey in that building for a long time when there wasn't, and, at least on a... And it is going to be absolutely on fire this weekend down there. Our good friend Sean Coffey from Utica College Men's Basketball, season ended with a loss to St. John Fisher, but Coffey for three happens on Thursday. Means we'll talk to him then. Okay, as far as the XFL's concerned, guys... Dallas Renegades, not rooting for any Dallas team because it's just, I mean, too close to the Cowboys for me. We'll talk about them in a second when we get to the NFL. But the Dallas Renegades, Landry Jones, their quarterback, is injured. So now I'm saying start Dungy. Start Eric Dungy, who is, after the passing of his father, he's back with the Dallas Renegades. He's ready to go. I think that he's got a lot to bring to the table and I would love to see him get a start. There is a social media. Orange fans, Syracuse fans have really started to put the momentum on here. Not saying that it's going to make a difference, but I think it's something to consider because he's actually a good player, and I think he might help the Dallas Renegades. Well, I've missed the XFL since its debut week, and I think I'm not alone in that because the ratings have dropped off over the last couple of weeks. You're not alone. I haven't either. Uh, but there's a lot of other options right now. Okay, I I love the hockey. I love the college basketball, and that's kind of what I'm going to. But you get Eric Dungy as a starting quarterback for that team, and that's must-see TV for me. The big difference between XFL 2020 and 20 years ago when, after one season, it went away. But I'll bring in Matt Vaskersian, who actually is the play-by-play, lead play-by-play guy for ESPN Sunday Night Baseball. And he actually had a nice, uh, a few nice words about the differences between the original and the current. They changed the actual footballs right. during the season because, uh, as you probably recall, the quarterbacks were complaining 
Tommy Maddox, who had a great college career, said that it was like throwing a wet duck. <laughs> so at that point, they sent all the wet ducks back to Connecticut, and the uh, then commissioner of the league got in the shower, and his wife handed him each football, and he got some 150-grade sandpaper, scrubbed them all down, put them back in the box, and sent them back out to the league cities. It was as bootleg as it gets. It's a little different now, and I am disappointed in myself that I don't have a duck sound effect, a quack ready to go for you guys. But, yeah, it's a bit better now than it was then. They kind of, listen, I know you love the WWE and wrestling and AEW and all that, but getting the wrestling out of it is No, I agree with you 100%. I mean, you know, I've seen highlights from 2000, and you just shouldn't mix those two together at all. You've got Oliver Luck now, who's at the top of the XFL, a bona fide sports executive, was in the West Virginia University Athletic Department, uh, a former quarterback. The guy knows the game and respects the game. He's not a guy that's going to have his wife hand him a bunch of footballs in the shower with 150-grade sandpaper. Not going to happen. And then send them back to the teams. I mean... You also got Vince McMahon money again, too, which helps. Well, yeah, but that is so decidedly lo-fi to, you know. And they were just, I think they are doing things a lot better this time. They are actually coming up with innovations that are going to challenge the NFL way of doing things. And I think that's good. I like the transparency with regards to the instant replay. I like some of these extra point ideas they're doing. I like what they're doing with kickoffs. They're, I know there's one college I think that's going to adopt some of these rules for their their spring game. Let me, you know, I, I think they're doing a great job. I just am going to try and watch it this week and not get pulled away to college basketball or hockey. Yeah, I get sidetracked. Give me just one second, glue guy. I know we're up against a break, but this is NFL related and Tom Brady related, and it involves Nate Solder, who is an offensive lineman on the Giants. But before the Giants signed him, where did he play? Patriots. Thank you very much. This is what he said about Brady's future. As someone who has played with Tom Brady, what's he doing? Where's he going? Who's he going to sign with? Tell us now. Tell us now. (laughs) Oh, actually, I just got off the phone with him. He told me all the details. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't know, man. But um, when uh, I went to the Giants, he was one of the first people I called. And and I just said, you know, it's going to be real hard to leave. Um, and he said, hey, I support you no matter what, wherever you go. So um, I, I truly respect him, and, and I feel the same way wherever he goes. I, I support him, and I'm a big fan, and, and he'll be a friend no matter what. Yeah, well, he did spend some time in Syracuse. I suppose we have to share that, and we'll get to that next. Jim Beheim will join us as he does on, yes, because I learned during the beginning of this segment, it's Tuesday. I didn't know if it was Wednesday or Thursday. That's all coming up next on the SportsZilla Show, ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now at 96.5 FM. It's the SportsZilla Show on 1310 AM Utica, 1350 AM Rome, and 96.5 FM ESPN Radio Utica, Rome. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. Well, let's see. So at 6 o'clock, we have a re-airing of Utica Comets Insider with Wacy Hamilton. We established that a little bit earlier. 6 to 7. And that leaves you, I mean, you're in time for some Syracuse basketball after that against Boston College. But if you're a Cuse basketball fan... You may or may not have heard that Julian Edelman and Tom Brady and a guy named Jimmy Fallon were at the game. The Q's lost North Carolina at the Dome in front of 30,000 people on Saturday. I'm pretty sure you were because Brent Axe has let you know 
that Jimmy Fallon followed him. Well, Jimmy Fallon also went on The Tonight Show, and he talked about his weekend. I had such a fun weekend. What'd you do? I went to see the Syracuse game in Syracuse uh, with my buddies uh, uh, Julian Edelman and Tom Brady. Oh. No big deal. Here's us sitting there watching the game. Three good-looking dudes. People couldn't tell who was who. You want to ever feel not famous? Go to a sporting event with Julian Edelman and Tom Brady. <laughs> people, people did not care I was there at all. <laughs> they were stepping over to me. Oh, Tom Brady, what's that? I go, yeah, whatever. It was fun. We sat there right behind Coach Bayheim, and it was really fun. I've never even, I've been to like one other college game. It's intense. It's so much fun. So much energy, and the, the, all the people rooting for the, you know, the Syracuse fans. They didn't win, but it, it didn't matter to me. I was just happy to be there. Uh, and I was next to some reporter guy. And uh, every time you turn around, I type stuff in his Twitter. <laughs> you can't sit next yeah. to me and not expect that. Yeah. So I was typing, like, I love tacos. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> tweeting out, yeah, buddy's my bae, stuff like that. But uh, I went up, I conducted the, with the band, uh, with the school band. They were great and really nice and let me do that. And I got in a little trouble. Who cares? There's, there you go. I, I have nothing against Jimmy Fallon, by the way, when I say this. But for pure entertainment purposes, it would have been funny because th- there wasn't a jacket toss. But if he threw the jacket at... Jimmy Fallon, that might have been amusing. Actually, I would have preferred it at Tom Brady. <laughs> that would have been actually hilarious. Could you imagine? Like when he jumped up, because everybody's seeing he jumped up and was conducting the band before the guy came over security or something and said, uh, Jimmy, you got to get down from the table. And he was like, oh, and then he took off. I mean, it would have been great if Jim just threw the jacket at him and knocked him off the table. See, Jim is all business, though. As funny as that would have been, I'm sure that never occurred to him. But like somebody like me, I would I would have like, Wanted to be a smart aleck and do that. I want to air our conversation that Scoop and I had with Jim Beheim in just a second here. We've got about 60 seconds before I want to do that because there are a few things to pay attention to tonight when they take on Boston College, the Conti Forum. Uh, first of all, Boston College really isn't that good. The Eagles in the bottom three of the ACC in all three major shooting categories. Overall field goal percentage, three-point percentage, and free throw percentage. They just don't shoot that well. Currently ranked 309 in the nation in effective field goal percentage. Those damn analytics, what that tells you is they're one of the worst shooting teams in college basketball. They're really not that good. So you're saying there's a chance. So I'm saying Syracuse beat them earlier in the year. Syracuse should beat them. Syracuse, they're not that good on transition defense. They're one of the worst teams. Syracuse is overall actually a very good transition team. We've covered that when we've talked about some of the other matchups this year, Scoop. So real quick, if I could... Uh, I'm going to turn it over to you because you know exactly what I'm talking about. This is just, you, you expect a solid win from this team, and you know we've got to move on, and we've got to win the ACC tournament pretty much. But there you go. Yeah, and the other thing, too, is that the threes that we've talked about, how yeah. Syracuse started out the season doing pretty well shooting the three, but it's Elijah, Joe, and Buddy that are shooting them all the time. So when they get cold the team's percentage goes down in turn, and we've had that drop-off since the beginning of the year. So uh, one of the things to watch is, do we come back from that? I just I can't believe that trend continues. Those guys are shooters. You've heard Coach Beheim say they're shooters, but they continue to remain to be cold with the three. Gosh, I just got to think that's turns around at some point. Well, I hope they heat up a little bit like the weather has in the last day or so in central New York. We're in the Celtic Harp Studios. It's a sports illness show. ESPN Radio Utica Rome, now 96.5 FM. Let's bring Jim Beheim onto the attorney Robert Sawson phone line and hear what he had to say. I had such a fun weekend. What'd you do? 
Hold on. Here's my Jim Beheim. Oh, it was a great setup, guys. And, and go ahead, giggle at me. Uh-huh. That was operator. That was the guy that we want Jim Beheim to throw his suit coat at. This is our conversation with Jim Beheim. I don't even want to talk about necessarily what happened with North Carolina, and I don't think we even really want to talk about some of the special guests that were in there. <laughs> well, I don't mind talking about North Carolina played really good. They, they obviously they're you know a last place team, but they're not. They had injuries. They're at full strength now. We played pretty well on offense, but we couldn't stop them. And I don't think a lot of teams can stop them now. I think they're really good. And uh, it's disappointing to lose at home with all those our fans great. Uh, fans have been great this year, and we haven't been at home. We've played better on the road, and there's really no answer for that. I think maybe a young team trying a little too hard at home. But, uh, you know, it's uh, – uh, we have improved. We have gotten better, but we just aren't able to get stops in key situations against the better teams in the league. Jim, is is it fair to say it's a different Carolina team these last handful of games because they've had a historically bad season for what you well, expect? Like out I said, of- they've got a great team. Yeah. They just had injuries, and they had you know Cole Anthony's the best player, best point guard in the country. Sure, sure. And he's, when he's out, and then he was hurt, and then he's coming back. Took him a while. Uh, you take him out of the game Saturday, we probably win by 15 points. Yeah, for sure. You know, he's he's that good. So it's a different team. And uh, they're, they're playing as well as anybody. I wouldn't be surprised if they won the ACC tournament. It would be hard. they got to win five games, but they've got enough personnel to do it. I would not be shocked if they didn't win it or come very close to winning the ACC tournament. So one of the uh, one of the things that's happened, of course, that we need to talk about is uh, one of the greats getting his number retired before the reconstruction of the dome. John Wallace. First of all, Jim, the suit, the hat, everything that he had going on fashion wise with his mom and family there was top notch. Take it from there for us. Well, he's an orange guy. He was with us before he came here. And uh, when he came, he was an important recruit. We really needed a recruit at that time. And he got us to the final game of the national championship. Uh, tremendous player and a big, big, very loyal, strong Syracuse alum. He's very good and uh, very supportive of everything we do. A great player. And it was good to get his number up there. So your voracious reading habits got some attention uh, in the press this week. What book is going with you to this game uh, tonight? Well, I'm reading a new author of English guy writes about an English detective. It's kind of interesting. 1850 English detective. So I've been reading his books for a week or two. But uh, there's always a book in the waitings. Uh, you know, one of the Patterson books or uh, one of the uh, mostly mystery uh, espionage type books, those kind of things. Nice escape. Uh, Jim. David Silva is very good, favorite author of mine, Michael Connolly. But, yeah, it's good to read. You get on a plane. It's terrible riding planes and getting on a bus. Sometimes you're there for three or four hours on the long trips, and it's good to just read a book and not have to not think about how long you're sitting there. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good habit. I only read on the road. That's about the only time I read. So you know, it's, it's a good habit. It's good getaway. It's funny, Jim, because any married guy out there is going to understand when Julie finally said to you the fifteen hundred paperbacks or so that you had in the house. It's yeah, time they to all left. <laughs> time to clean this up and transfer it to the iPad. 
yeah, they all left, and the iPad's much much easier, obviously, much much easier, and uh, order everything online and just you know read them online. But yeah, two more trips, and then we'll get the ACC tournament in and see what happens, and that's that's what we're shooting for right now. Scoop's going to bring us back with some breaking news on the NBA, so we'll stay thematically with basketball and some fun stuff, fun stuff happening in Major League Baseball. And there's a little Yankees in there, too. All next in the Sports Show, ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now 96.5 FM. I am the regional manager of Dunder Mifflin Utica branch. Turns out it's a pretty easy gig when your boss isn't an idiot. Come on, man. Man. You disrespectful, stupid idiot. It's the Sportzilla Show on ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. I would like you to isolate that, you disrespectful, stupid idiot, and okay. just have that on standby from time to time. Okay. I can do that. Because, like, today, that would be really good for James Dolan. Yeah. It would be really good for the co-host of the uh, Brother Station's morning show, Coden's Mac, who kicked over the broom <laughs> that we have had sitting in the studio for over three weeks. Broom challenge. Almost three weeks. And David Cooney, one of our buddies from Utica College, comes in here. We were talking to, I think it was Nicole Ruddy that day. And he sets the broom up there. And nobody's touched it in this building. Even the cleaning people. Yeah. Vacuum around it. Yeah. Our cleaning lady has vacuumed around this for pushing three weeks now. He comes down in here to broadcast out of this building today on the show. It's bad luck, man. And he kicks the thing over. He super kicked it over. For what reason? What are you trying to do? Come on. Ah. All right. I'm sorry. I was going to bring it out of the air, but I have a major issue with that. It's just not cool. It's not cool. I've tweeted. I tweeted him. My K Rock Rain account. I've tweeted him. Uh, so I have I, some uh, sports news, by the way. I even tagged his mother. I was supposed That's to do great. the sports news, but I got carried away by your fantastic rejoin. Yeah, let's let scoop go. Well, uh, apparently Greg Pop- Popovich is ill, and or is tending with family business. Is that what it is? It says uh, missing due to personal business. Personal business. So Tim Duncan is going to coach the so Spurs. So he's off in Cody Mack tonight. <laughs> That's maybe. <laughs> he heard about the broom. He's but, the only one laughing at his joke. Don't give him. That's don't, okay. Don't, don't, just, just stone face him. No, that was extra. We'll give you that one. All right. I so Yeah, so uh, Tim Duncan is going to be the coach of the Spurs, which is kind of interesting. That is interesting. Maybe it's in his future. Or maybe he's like, no, I'll do it this one time for you, Pop. Maybe well, he's an assistant coach. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Maybe he, maybe he wants to do that moving forward. Maybe there is a coup within the Knicks organization headed up by Leon Rose, and they are selling the team to Greg Popovich. And that's the personal business. That's There's a meeting. They that's got a good. big meeting. They worked it out. Adam Silver to the rescue. Yankees beat the Red Sox exhibition game today 9-1. to Nick Ailes in studio with us. Yeah, Shaka, buddy. You feeling good about that? I'm feeling great. It, it's always awesome to beat the Red Sox. It doesn't matter when it happens. Unless you're a Red Sox fan listening right now, you've got to deal with that because we're on the air. <laughs> yeah, get over it. What are you going to do? Yeah. Looking at you, Adam. Won't even lie. Yankees uh, fan. <laughs> Nick's a Yankees fan. Scoop's like, I'm over here. I'm an Indians fan, but it is what it is. Uh, Anthony Rizzo was mic'd up talking about Somebody banging on a garbage can for him. I think they need to do that all the time. Buster Olney's like, eh, eh, it's not going to happen once you get to the regular season. Uh, then Trevor Bauer has entertained us with his glove signs of the pitches, telling the hitters what he's throwing. That was magnificent as well, Nick Hales. Yeah, it was. He's um, he's really turned his image around over the last few years now that he's come after uh, the league and the 
the cheat straws and all them no-nonsense people. Since you brought him up, let me bring in the general manager of the Yankees, Brian Cashman, saying absolutely nothing, even though he says a whole lot about the Astros. Disappointed that, you know, the industry's had to go through this because of, you know, what was, you know, uh, transpiring down in Houston, you know, uh, but it's time to move forward. I think Rob Manford, our commissioner, is, you know, doing the best he possibly can given the circumstances. And, uh, you know, it's hard to let go of the past, but, you know, our job now is to deal with the present and the future as we move forward. We have a window of opportunity with the team and the talent we have. And, I, you know, I can't, you know, afford, and Aaron Boone can't afford any distractions about, you know, you know, looking back. It's about looking forward for us now, you know, despite being angry and, the, uh, and, and what it transpired and all the teams that it potentially robbed uh, themselves of, of glory, so to speak. You know, I can't turn that clock back now. So we just have to move forward and, and try to take care of business now. I think there was about 15 you knows in that. By the way, I wanted to count that. I, I, did, you, did that pop out at you? There was a lot of you knows in there. What popped out at me was at the very beginning when he called it the industry. Yeah. I mean, it's a game. You hear guys usually talk about it as the game, but he's an executive. It's a tough thing that the industry has had to go through. Are you making shoes? No, you're playing baseball. We're, we're playing baseball here. And look. But that, that's just executive speak. It sounds so formal. All I can say as we wrap up today is the players are angry. Yes or no? Yes. Yes or no? Uh, the Astros just stink. Yeah, they pretty much do. Sports Illustrated Show back at it again tomorrow. Comments Insider next. ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now at 96.5 FM.